Hello and welcome to This Dummy, the podcast about dumb things, fun things, and another thing. I'm your host, David Clark, and this week, Jacob and I watched Hillary pop a tart, Solange pop some art, and The weekend get a new start. People of the world, spice up your life. Oh, <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, hello. Yeah, hello. Good day. Good day. Mm-hmm. Is it? <laughs> it is a great day. I'm yeah, doing at some kind of experiment. What kind of... <laughs> yeah. No, I'm just living. I'm living my life. Okay. Well, good for you. Doing it, being it, living it. How's the weekend? Weekend's going pretty well. Um, no complaints here. Just woke up with a little bit of coffee. I just watched the, the premiere of SNL. How'd that work out for you? I thought it was pretty okay. I mean, it wasn't like a, a knee slap in time, but the, uh, the the cold open was really good with uh, Donald Trump and Hillary. Yeah. Alec Baldwin as Donald Trump is a good, good choice. Yeah. I mean, there were times where I thought it was like the real deal there. I thought Donald was there. I mean, look, they got those eyebrows exactly right. They really got those Furby, Furbled furries, yeah, yeah, in place. And we're always yeah. complimenting the realness, the, the SNL's like wig game. The yeah, the 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 wig game on SNL is so tight, and whoever whoever the head of wigology is over there has such a biting wit and humor. It's, it's true. Amazing. You it's see amazing. It's in the curls. It's in the lifts. It's in the parts. I mean, every every single detail is is there and yeah. spot on. Margot Robbie, what'd you think of her as a host? I thought she was a weird choice, but I guess Suicide Squad was a big deal. This I year. guess it was a big, big deal. But I would think that they would have invited Jared Leto to come on because when I think of that movie, I still think of him. Although he apparently was only in like five minutes of it, yeah, they he cut was everything barely in he it. Was, he was just cutting up and being a little too method. Emphasis on the meth. Yeah, on the meth. Uh, so they chose her instead. I, th- I thought she was okay. She had some funny moments there. Um, the Hunch Bunch. Did you see that that one sketch? It was right. Kind of a, right. Like the uh, Scooby-Doo. Uh, Scooby-Doo send yeah. up. I would good. totally be that character. I would just get straight <laughs> to the point. Like, I'm like, don't give me the runaround. Like, this is what's going on, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought she was okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She was good. <laughs> Every um every skit though was like she's the hot one, but with the twist, which is kind of right. like it's all like, of her oh, movie roles. Right, yeah. She's but always I, got that. I did l- get a good chuckle out of that um hot librarian skit. That, oh, like, with like the weird science soundtrack in the back or whatever. Yeah, with the Twix. That remind me of like a um Kristen Wiig's old character where she was playing like the sexy girl, and she'd be like ooh, and then she'd do something totally right. disgusting. Oops, I pooped my skirt. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Exactly. But when she pulled the pencil out of her hair and then shook her hair loose and then her hair fell out. And all of her hair (laughs) fell out. (laughs) Again, wig team, SNL. Good sense of humor. Thumbs up. Thumbs up. But yeah, I thought it was an okay episode. It wasn't like, I mean, it had a few funny moments, but again, they're hits or misses. They're always hits and misses. I guess that's just kind of how it all works out on SNL, right? That's true. Um, yeah. Michael Che, two things about him. Okay, well, well, yeah, because when the cold open started, I was like, who is they've cast? Yeah, did they bring Jay Farrow back? Jay Farrow. 
Yeah. I was like, well, wait. And then I was like, wait, that's Michael Che in makeup. Yeah. They gave they they put his nose behind bars. They contoured <laughs> it down. It was very slim and Norwegian like. Because mm-hmm. Lester Holt is a very you know, exotical type of brother, right? Sure. He's, he's got, got like different. He's got some different sort of elements and inheritance. You know, he's got a lot of you know. It's some Easter twenty three and. Yeah, there's a lot of 23 and me happening. He, you know, yeah. if he swapped a stick, it'd be a lot of different places. That's true. It'd be a penalty. I had to kind of represent that. And have you ever noticed Lester has a very, very thin upper lip? Very have you ever thin noticed that? upper lip. I have noticed that. Very. Yeah. I mean, a lot of forehead. It's a little lip. There. Yeah. Yeah. It's a sharp. Heavy nose. on the forehead. Very light on the lip. Yeah, those are the makeup instructions. But still not very hard on the eyes. He's very handsome, brother. Very handsome. But with those things, if you just kind of like called out those sort of qualities, you'd be like, oh, this is going to be a monster. But then Lester Holt shows up and you're like, okay. It's newsworthy and trusting. Tell me about the world. Yeah. (laughs) Give me the headlines. Give me the headlines, exactly. Tell me about it. So, yeah, that was surprising that Michael Che, he transformed. So I guess maybe we can expect to see a little more Michael Che in the mix now that they got rid of Jay. Which yeah, they're going to have to get some utility out of him. Well, Obama's out, so Jay Farrow's out. I think that but was, the I'm thing sure is, that was the rationale. We've got a couple more months of Obama. They're not going to give us any more Obama sketches after that we're done. They're moving on. I guess they really have a lot of stock in Kate McKinnon because, you know, she does a very good Hillary. Yeah, as but, we saw again. Very funny. Yeah. But uh, I'm, I'll be surprised if they don't do any more Obama. They'll probably have him back, special guest. Yeah, yeah. One they else. like to do that. Yeah, yeah, because they also had Daryl Hammond back on for Bill as Bill Clinton. In and that was the too. other thing. That's what I thought was curious that they had Alec Baldwin doing Donald Trump because Daryl Hammond had been doing Donald Trump forever. And Daryl Hammond, like, they brought him back. Think, he's the he's the voiceover guy. He's the announcer. The announcer. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's the announcer now because the other guy died. He's been the announcer so for hired, like two or three seasons hmm. now. Daryl Hammond is just trying to get a check any, any way he can. Right. I mean, you know, he he's was like, previously, I'll, I'll do part time, I'll do yeah, full time, yeah. I'll be the announcer. I can also, I can also do hair and makeup too. I can do crafty, know. whatever yeah. you need. I'll do it all. That's right. He was previously the longest running cast member. Now I think it's Keenan. But if he's the announcer, is he can? Well, I guess he's not. He's just the announcer. Yeah, he, well. he's just the longest running employee now, next mm-hmm. to Lauren Michaels. Yeah, he's trying to get that gold watch. Can I retire here? <laughs> right. He's like, what are the benefits? What's the 401k situation like okay, here? the stapler. Benefits package. So, speaking of the election, did you watch any of the debate? I did. Um, yes, I did. But before we move on to that, did you oh, catch sorry, the yeah. N-bomb? Did you catch Michael Che's N-bomb? Because this country has always been great for white guys. You absolutely should defend the national anthem. If I was white, I'd always defend the national anthem. I expect white guys to defend the national anthem like I expected Felicia Rashad to defend Bill Cosby. (laughs) I'm sure when people were protesting the Cosby show, Claire Huxable was like, I don't know what he did to y'all, but the nigga made me rich. (laughs) And And they didn't censor it. They did not. I had to double check that. I rewound it. In the middle of Weekend Update. Claire Huxable thing, right? Yeah. I was like, wait, what? And you and you got the the West Coast feed, so you think they'd go back in there and loop it out? That was uh, they let it fly, bold and daring. But they kind of play fast and loose with the N word sometimes. Sometimes you can say it, sometimes they'll censor it. You know, it, I think it's all really contingent on who is actually right letting go of the N word, letting the N bomb drop. 
I guess. Yeah. But yeah, anyway, the debate. Anyway, yeah. So the debate. The actual debate. I don't think I need to watch another one. I didn't even want need to really watch this one, but I, you know, everyone was really panicked about whether or not Hillary was going to perform. I thought she did a really great job, but I don't. I mean, like, she doesn't need to prove anything to me, and I don't think she's going to necessarily prove anything to like. It's not like Trump supporters are going to be like, "Well, she's got a point here. Let right. me just back this train." Yeah, up. and that's what a lot of people were saying. People were saying that she definitely did deliver. Uh, if you were just looking objectively, like who was delivering facts and who was more prepared, clearly she won. But even though that she turned, even though she turned out a really good performance. She delivered a good performance. Um, mm-hmm. She didn't, she may not have necessarily done enough to elevate herself or like win any new supporters. Mm-hmm. Um, and Trump certainly, even though he, he seemed like a, like a gas bag clown boy didn't do much to damage himself because the people yeah, he, who are supporting him aren't looking for facts. They aren't looking for, him yeah, to, they're not looking for him to like deliver any sort. Yeah. Well, here's the thing though. I, I like and just watching it, I don't know if you were watch, what, what network you were watching on, but CNN had like a panel of undecideds uh, who weren't sure about the choice they were going to make for the election. It's like a focus group. Uh, yeah, like their focus group of people who who claim they haven't been undecided. And let me just tell you, this panel of people—they were the dregs, the kooks, and just the attention seekers, stunt queens. Okay, because everyone, I think at this point, if you don't know, like, okay, I can. I like you know while I can't really agree with any of anything that these Trump supporters <laughs> believe in, I can respect the fact that they have their beliefs and this is and and, and they're supporting Trump. But the undecided, I don't get. I I feel like the, for me the undecideds are a little bit more crazier than the support Trump supporters. I'm like, how can you not be sure at this point? Right. How I believe they're just, just attention seekers. They just they're stunt queens. They right. really. And like you know, they would they were interviewing some of the panel, and they would just give like a side eye to the camera because that's all they want is that little that 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 fifteen <laughs> minutes. Right. And this woman was like, "I'm still not sure. I don't know." <laughs> right, because they're so Uncertain. similar. Yeah, it's gonna be really hard. Still, I'm not sure. And then like one of them's like, "Well, no one talked about um the recycling of um." Uh, you know, like styrofoam peanuts, and I'm really offended by that. So I still don't know. Like, like okay, is that really the the your your priority there? The styrofoam peanuts woman. Anyway, <laughs> I just don't get it. I don't understand. I don't understand yeah, either. And I'm still nervous. I'm still nervous. You've got to know. Oh yeah, super. Yeah, yeah, totally nervous. Because even though I felt like she did well watching the debate, and I maintain, I think that Trump is better at that than she is, and she needs to get in the mix more. Yeah. Well, I thought he was gonna. Re- well, he he did go off script a lot of times, and and there were moments where you know he was just kind of like digging himself deeper in the hole. But I'm glad he didn't do any sort of like low blows about any sort. Of, I I'm glad there were no Lewinsky references at all. Right. Right. Jennifer right. Flowers references. Right. Um, or, Stuff really that uh, doesn't have anything to do with Hillary. Or any reading of Beyonce's partition lyrics. You know what I mean? <laughs> so that was that was a relief. He could have he could have gone there. He yeah. could have gone there. He didn't. But that was courageous. Courageous. There's it showed still... good judgment. See, he's cunning and Uh-oh. canny. Uh oh. Yeah. Are you tipping? Are you? T- is that... I don't, I'm not <laughs> sure. I don't know. <laughs> I'm uncertain. Who are they? I'm Who undecided. Are they? I'm undecided. Yeah. It's ridiculous. But if you haven't been watching her yet, Samantha B 
her coverage of the election is the catharsis that I need during the entire during the you know from and and the relief I need from the everyday CNN news cycle. She really calls it like it is and says it like she is. Earlier this month, you said she doesn't have, quote, a presidential look. She doesn't have the look. She doesn't have the stamina. I said she doesn't have the stamina. And I don't believe she does have the stamina. To be president of this country, you need tremendous stamina. Oh, just say penis, Don. (laughs) Three-syllable words don't suit you. For all the talk of stamina, neither candidate showed their age Monday night. Well, except for one moment. As far as the cyber, I agree. We have so many things that we have to do better, Lester, and certainly cyber is one of them. Uh, who's going to tell Grandpa what cyber means? Roger, I know you know. Yeah, Samantha Bee is wonderful. She's really taking up the slack where, you know, um, Jon Stewart left off with The Daily Show, and she's great. She's on TBS. I think that now she's airing her episodes on Wins. Yeah, the, it used to be. During the debates. Like on Monday. Like, yeah. So now she's switching to Wins. Anyway, you all should try to catch her when you can. You can you can actually check out some of her. Like, they post a lot of her her um, her opening monologues on the, uh, the Samantha B YouTube channel, which are great. Yeah, so. just catch her on YouTube. Or if you want her to stick mm-hmm. around, I guess try to find her on TBS. But they keep switching up the schedule, and it's hard. And it sucks because there are so many of those like entertainment news um shows now and mm-hmm. the emmys just happened i don't think the daily show was nominated for anything but it's so weird mm-hmm. that a show that was such a juggernaut for like more than a decade swept the emmys every year it must suck to work on that show now and sort of realize with Te- trevor noah at the helm that you'll probably never be nominated for another right Emmy. you're like well but at the same time as it gets. like john uh who's that guy john oliver is really mm-hmm. good on HBO. He actually won. And Samantha B is wonderful. Those two are like best in the business. Also yeah. worth checking out, I would say. Uh, Seth Meyers, Late Night. Uh, he does these closer look segments. And he's been mm-hmm. focusing a lot on uh, politics and debate and a closer look at what Trump's doing and yada yada. Really funny. Very astute. It'll fill your daily show hole if you're looking for it. So I would say Samantha B and Seth Meyers will get you all caught up. Who would have thought Seth Myers is sort of like coming into his own finally with the late night show? Yeah. Surprising. You know, I think it was interesting because he tried to distance himself, I think, from the SNL thing by being a traditional late night host and doing a monologue and doing stand up and not sitting at a desk. And mm-hmm. I think at some point he just realized, you know what, my strong suit is doing weekend updates. So instead of mm-hmm. standing and delivering a monologue like an asshole and looking uncomfortable, let me sit at the desk and do weekend updates. Let me, update let me every sit day. down. Yeah. Get at the desk my pencil is fred armison still playing like the phantom harmonica in that band yeah is he still the musical leader he is he's still like the musical director but he's but he's not he's there like once a week once every two weeks oh so he's like a part-time director yeah and daryl hammond is the director every other day (laughs) daryl hammond yeah lauren's just like lauren michaels is just filling him in anywhere yeah can you play a triangle here you go here's what you'll be on wednesday (laughs) ding yeah. Oh man. Yes, sir. Jennifer Lopez has a new job. Yeah. Speaking of people with new jobs, what's she doing now? The same. She's following exactly in the footsteps of Paula Abdul's career. She's going to be a judge on an NBC dance competition show. No. Yeah. 
Uh, it's called World of Dance. And the network said Wednesday that she'll be a judge and that she will also be an executive producer. Now, how is this different from that dance composition show on Fox? So You Think You Can Dance? So You Think You Can Dance. And what, what didn't Debbie Allen had that fame reality dance show. Right. Paul Abdul had, I, I think Paul had like two dance shows, didn't she? Um, she had Live to Dance, which was on CBS for like seven episodes. And I think she had okay. one other. Or then no, she, she was a judge on So You on, Think You Can she Dance, She was a right? judge on So You Think You Can Dance, yeah. All right. I'm sorry, but these dance... Com- well, I guess So You Think You Can Dance is pretty popular during the summer, though. Summer series. I know you're uh, a devout watcher. I used to be. I didn't oh. watch these kids well. dancing this past season. I haven't watched it for a, since Jason Derulo jumped on. Okay. So you couldn't you couldn't deal with the sleeveless hoodies and the, uh, and the S-curl? No. You couldn't do that? You yeah, weren't I had there. to check out. Neck brace. No, you just were like, nope. Pass. Team Jordan Sparks. Yeah. Hmm. I just went back to watch old episodes of America's Next Dance Crew with Little Mama. No, what I wanted to go watch. You know what? J-Lo should just rebooted that old MTV show, Dance Life. Right. I kind of lived for that show. That was fun. Yeah. She should go back there. She should really go back and visit those dancers. Where are they at? Where are they all now? They're What's probably still in the valley. They're still at, Starbucks. at Millennium Dance Studio. Oh, yeah, that's what she should do. I don't know, uh, J Lo. I don't think this is going to work. Unless I mean, what can they? It's probably the not going to work. Show. They're only going to do ten episodes of it, and we'll see if they air all ten episodes. Mm-hmm. I think she's just snatching checks right now. Yeah, she's just trying to get as much cash grabs as possible. Yeah, Speaking she kind of has to. I heard, or someone told me that. Jada Pinkett and Will Smith are launching the like um, professions in, inter- in the entertainment biz sort of seminars across the country. Is that have you heard about that? Uh, Talking about cash grabs. Yeah, I don't know about this. It sounds like a, a Ponzi scheme. Yeah, I don't know. This sounds like one of those multi-level marketing things. Like I'm not buying no. your jasmine oils, okay? <laughs> mm-hmm. not you gonna, get a it's free, not going to help me concentrate. Wicked wisdom CD. No. Pass. <laughs> no. I'll watch Gotham. I'll check into Gotham from time to time, but that's it. Yeah. Is she is, so she's back on Gotham? Yeah, she's back on Gotham as fish moon. Is she still rocking that fiery Fantasia Barino do on that show? Yeah, I think it's that? a different color. She's Fish Mooney. She's a new villain. I don't know if new okay. to the like comic book series, but in terms of the T V movie universe, she's new. She's a new edition. Okay. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. Uh, other superheroes in the news this weekend. I, I guess that Luke Cage premiered on Netflix and crashed the internet. I guess there, yeah, there's been like a, a Netflix outage and people haven't been able to watch the series. They've been so like desperate to, to check it out that it just crashed their servers. Well, I don't feel so bad for not having gotten to it yet because I really want to see it, but I haven't. I haven't seen it. I haven't been able to. Maybe maybe I've, I've been affected by the outage. Yeah, I'm in, That's entitled to compensation. Just my credit card it expired in my Netflix. I have not bothered to re-enter it. It's really a pain sometimes to to have. Do you remember your Netflix password after you've put it in and you've I don't set remember it up? any passwords. I'll tell you what. Me neither. Pro tip, though, right here. I downloaded the password manager so that I don't have to remember any of that shit. Wasn't that like a BuzzFeed article this week? It was like... This oh this is the one. Do you subscribe to New York Magazine on Facebook? Because I get all these New York Magazine 
um, advertisements and like no. article postings. I don't know. Anyway, I think there's an article about getting a password manager because it's life changing. So it you've is. already yeah, you've I've, heeded that advice I've without even actually like, reading the article. Exactly. I've had it for like two or three years because there's so many passwords and everyone's got to be unique and everybody wants you to do alphanumeric and right. I have to do a and hashtag and, a, and, a, and a, yeah, and a roba and like the whole thing, and I can't. Remember, like, um, is this an uppercase or lowercase situation? Right. So you get I a don't password know how to get manager, the and you remember one, and then whenever you go to a website, uh, it's you have little web extensions, and so it prompts you, and it says, "Hey, do you want to go to this website?" It populates everything automatically for you, and you can put in your credit card information if you want to. And so, if you go and buy something on Amazon, you don't have to be like, "Remember this See, credit card for the next time." I'm kind of skeptical though, because what happens? When the cat burglar gets in and gets that one password to the password manager and then your social security and all of your stuff <laughs> is all out on the Internet for everybody to see. Right. Well, then I've you have to make sure manager. you have one good password as see, opposed to a hundred bad. I'm going to be oh, I got the old school password manager. I'm going to write them down on a piece of paper and I'm going to stick them under the mattress. <laughs> <laughs> if I forget it. Right. Go into that mattress. Well, you hope the cat burglar doesn't come in and flip your mattress. Right. Right. For my old press dollar bills and flowers uh-huh. and my password manager there. Sure. I need to get on that because every, you know, every time I need to like change a credit card or get into like a website that I haven't been through forever, I always forget the password. You always forget. And then you have to Guaranteed. always reset. And they have to send it to your email. And then you, you realize that, oh, I don't have this email anymore. Or, or you know, or it, it's, yeah. The tribulations of technology. It's too much. The password it's manager too, I have is called One Password. You can in it. I have a little phone extension as well, and so it syncs between the two. So if I need to remember a password on my phone, I just go there. And you can use your Touch ID. You don't even have to put in a password. It just remembers a Touch your, ID. Yeah, your fi- Oh, your fingerprint. Oh, okay. I need you to update your iOS. I know. Well, wait a minute. <laughs> I, this is what I'm working with right here. I'm not. I'm not going back. I'm not going forward. Oh I'm just no! <laughs> oh no! I'm like Julia Roberts in uh, my best friend's wedding. Yeah, with her big old clunky flip phone here. Is that a razor? Yeah, there, there, there's no, <laughs> <laughs> there is no touch ID on this. There is no touch ID assist happening. Here. It's instant vintage. This is like a steampunk phone. It's got yeah. like a a crank on the side. Well, then you, I guess, will. Um... With your old school phone, maybe you're one of the the fans Lady Gaga is trying to reach. Did you read this thing about her new album, about the uh, vision of her new album? Well, I feel like I, I read somewhere she tweeted out to someone, uh, like to one of her monsters, that it's like, it's a little bit of pop, it's a little bit of folk, it's a little bit of country, it's a little bit of R&B, it's a little bit of this, it's a little bit of like Latin. It's like, all right. Right. You're just grasping at straws here. You're trying to appeal to everybody yeah. to try to sell to sell this thing. But it's a little I bit don't of you. It's, it's work. a little bit of me. Mm-hmm. It's a little bit of her. Yeah. Um. Well, apparently, and a she... whole lot of love. You know. It's like, okay, here we go. <laughs> right. Mm-hmm. Nobody wants it. Yeah. Um, well, apparently, she told Billboard magazine that she was vying for a human connection with her new uh, this new album. She says that the human connection is often lost in so the social media saturated world we exist in today. And so, for her fans' sake and her own, she's trying to go for the human connection. She said, "Quote that I kept envisioning this girl in the middle of the country somewhere, crying her eyes out in the field with a drink in her hand and a kid in the other, going, oh, I can't boy. believe the Gaga Lady Gaga understands how I feel." The point of this record was to find that 
uh, human connection with the world in a deeper way. She's trying to go analog. She's trying to get our hearts. You mean she's trying to kill digital? She's going analog. She's going back to analog. Yeah, I guess that's what she's trying to do. She's trying to get to those prairie states. Well, the only homeland she is, she's, she's carried from homeland because she's all manic and just ridiculous. On the run and wild-eyed. Rolling in the desert. Get it together. Swinging a microphone. Yelling at herself. <laughs> she's just crazy. This is what we have to look forward to. It should, this is her like Mad Max album. Well, yeah, this is what we have to look forward to. And apparently, I guess this is what we have for our halftime show. Yeah. She's confirmed. Signed, sealed, delivered. Gaga's going to be the the featured star of the NFL's Super Bowl halftime show. Again, I don't care. Nobody does. Her song no dropped, really does. dropped out of the top 40 this week. It's been out for two weeks. It didn't crack the top 10 on its debut. It debuted at 15, and this week it dropped out of the top 40. So if that's an indication of things to come... Maybe we should all just make plans for the halftime show. Start your I'm, taxes. I'm just not invested. I can't even like A&R. Like, I'm like, um, what she should do for... I don't care what her next single's going to be. Although, you know, and we've talked about SNL a little bit at the top of the show. You know whose new single I am into? Who? The Weeknd. Oh. I'm kind of into Starboy. I like it. Starboy. Yeah. Not into the second one. That second one. Let's listen performed. to a little Starboy. Let's let's listen to let's for the people. a sneak peek. See, now I think this is a good kind of like keep it moving single. It's not a smash. It's not great. He doesn't need to. He had a big, like, his last album was a big game changer for him. He Mm -hmm. he came and he made it more pop. He came into the mainstream. He doesn't need to do another big, showy, splashy thing. He just sort of needs to maintain that momentum. I think the single does that. And I think this keeps, it continues that momentum. And, you know, like you said, it's not a, it's not a banger, but, you know, it keeps him, it keeps him in sort of like the pop atmosphere so right okay all right though he pulled a rihanna stunt this go around did you see the video for it why because he cut his hair because he cut his hair yeah uh-huh but he he had like a big rise of the phoenix thing in his video it's, it's like george oh. michael um freedom or what's the yeah freedom where he torched all of his like his old iconography yeah. i haven't seen the video but speaking of the george michael videos those are pfft. When he did all those videos with the Supers, he did Freedom, and then he did, uh, what's the other um, video with, like, Evangelista? And do you know what I'm talking about? I thought it was just Freedom. They were all in that No. Too Funky. I don't remember that one at all. You've never seen Too Funky? I don't recall. Yeah, that's that right. one just got uh, displaced in my memory by. See, and you gotta go back and. Free your oh, oh yeah. No, see, George Michael did a little runway too. Brought it to the runway. Pa 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 pa. Runway fashion was so big in the nineties. 
It was. Now it's just kind of like blah. Yeah. It's all Instagram. I can't remember the last runway show I've watched. But yeah, it was all about it back in the 90s. Can we go back? Can we go back? Can we take it back? Mm, Janet's pregnant. So it's official. Going back to the 90s. (laughs) Yeah, it's finally official. Janet's pregnant, everybody. (laughs) Well, yeah, she really wasn't lying about you know, canceling the tour and starting the family. Right. Because New when she announced back Janet. in May, we were like, okay, starting your family. What does that mean? Who's having what does this that baby? actually entail? I guess she is having this baby. She's having it. She is having it. Uh, photos surfaced this week of Janet out on a nice morning stroll. And she looks well on her way to having a baby. Yeah. She looks about to pop. And he said, yeah, super duper. Yeah. And you know, it's serious too. Like it's not, it's not like one of those like Beyonce belly conspiracy theories because she's out in full sweats. Mm -hmm. She's also got, she's reinstalled her poetic justice braids because you can't be bothered. No. Like, you Mm -mm. know, it's serious when you throw the micro braids up in there. Right. Because you can't be bothered with getting hair, makeup done when you're that pregnant. Mm -hmm. So I think that this is an indicator it's on the braids. It's an indicator that she really is expecting. She's like, I just need the book. Give me the box braids. Yeah. And I don't want to circle back to this for nine months. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I don't want to even have to fuss with this area. Yeah. Until the baby's here. Apparently they're saying Janet isn't feeling great. <laughs> and she's gained more weight than she anticipated. And it hasn't been the easiest pregnancy. And it's like, well, no shit. <laughs> she's 50 she's, years old. She's 50. And she's she struggled 50. with her weight her whole life. And now she's growing a person inside of her. So, yeah, I'll <sighs> bet she doesn't feel great. Yeah. But she should be due. Probably, any minute now. any minute probably november she, she, yeah in the next couple of weeks so she announced in may right so she had mm-hmm. to have been like three months along if she was bothering to tell people mm-hmm. so yeah that's coming up it'll be a christmas surprise and then right back on yeah. the tour yeah right back on tour. no i don't think that's gonna yeah. happen january a lot first. of a lot of a lot of expecting celebrities right now of course black china is gonna drop at any moment now but of mm-hmm. course the drama continues in the Kardashian world. Was there a problem? I don't. Well, that's, Rob got. Oh, that's right. She's they're separated. Or the something. Kardashian girls released. Well, were, were throwing Rob a special father's baby shower and failed to invite Black China to the event. And apparently, this made Rob very, very angry. So much so that he went out and tweeted Kylie's phone number in retaliation. That's funny. Yeah. I don't know what who does that. Why? What's the point of that? He's sensitive. He's sensitive and overreactive. Of course, he does yeah. something like that. Mm-hmm. Well, so does his so does his boothang, Black China, because two days later, she went ahead and tweeted out Rob's numbers, and this was a a, a tactic, I guess, a solution to uh, stopping other and I quote bitches from texting Rob. So by blowing up his phone. And making it public, this would this would stop bitches from calling him. Listen, now all the bitches are calling him, so I don't understand how this solved the problem. She made it clear where she stood on text from other bitches. Yeah, she's not having it. So if this is what she had to do, the nuclear option, that's what she's going to do. So she just go ahead. She went ahead and pressed the button. Yeah. So things seem to be moving along smoothly oh, yeah. over there in that world for the happy couple. I guess e executives are also very nervous about 
uh, greenlighting a season two of Rob in China because Rob has once again become a hermit and he's gone back up to 300 pounds and they're just not confident Whoa. in whether or not he'll be able to uh, shoot any scenes with China. So we may not get a season two of uh, Rob in China. Well, maybe not a season two of Rob in China, but maybe a season one of Saving Rob, Rob Kardashian Intervention. I don't think we're going to get any more Rob uh, coverage after this. It just seems like there's he's he, I mean, he's locked down. He's he's not interested. He, I don't think he's really interested anymore. But I, I again, we will get plenty more of China in some new yeah, show. She's not going anywhere. She's, she's going to give birth she's to a little to exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So she's so she'll be right around. Down. Yeah. Speaking of um, siblings and sisterhood, Solange Knowles is back on the scene, and she's released her latest album art project hybrid yeah. called a seat, at, "A seat at the Table," and everybody loves it. Is everyone's clamoring for Solange? It's true. Twitter loves it. Internet loves it. So I guess it's a hit. I have only given it the like cursory sneak peek once okay. through. I feel like I Maybe. really need to sit with it to appreciate it. You need to take a seat at the table. Exactly. Exactly. You need to sit down and listen. Yeah. But you haven't done that yet. No. Neither have I. I'm going to need time. I'm yeah. Need time. This again for me feels like more art history homework with Frank Ocean. You know what I mean? I can't just listen and have like a little bop and a jam and a doo wop. I've got to sit down and think about it and bring my, you know, my emotions and I have to like journal about it as well. Yeah. There are no jams this year. 2016 Mm-mm. is not about jams. It's not about, no. it's not about dear diary. Books. Yeah. It's yep. dear diary art history. And honestly, I feel like Frank Ocean for the win this year. I, mm-hmm. I really liked his album and I kind of checked out after that. So here comes Solange kind of feels late to the game with this one. And we're always talking about Solange and all her stunts and she's good when she gets back to music. So I'm confident that the album is good. And from what I heard of it, it is good. It's just, mm-hmm. it required more focus and attention than I had to give this yeah. week. Yeah. We have to definitely take a little more time with solo and her yeah. latest project. Uh, so maybe that's what I'll do for the rest of the afternoon. Hmm. I'm going to go see um, Mrs. Uh, what's it? What is it called? What is this new Tim Burton movie? No, oh, Miss Miss Pettigrew lives for a Miss, day. What is it? Miss Peregrine's Miss Peregrine's Miss Peregrine's School for Peculiar Children. Peculiar is that it? Peculiar Children. That's it. Yeah. Ms. People Peregrine's are mad. People children. are angry. Well, he stepped in it. He did it again. Tim Burton so white is trending. Yeah. So there no, there's no, there there aren't, there's not much diversity in Tim Burton's universe. There's a lot of black and white, but not in terms of race, right? <laughs> yes, it's just the uh, sort of artistic usual. direction. Yeah, right. Um, and I've been a Tim Burton fan for a long time. I, I like his movies, and the only person, the only black person I can think of in a Tim Burton movie ever was Billy D. Williams in the first Batman. Hmm. Now, didn't he do a Pee-wee's... Did he do Pee-wee's Big Adventure? Oh, Oh, I guess not. But were there black people in that? No, Uh, because Cowboy Curtis wasn't involved in that. He wasn't in the movies? Hmm. I don't think so. Wow. And there was no black folks in Edward Scissorhands? I don't think so. Just Winona Ryder and all black. They should do a sequel to Edward Scissorhands because he, like, what if Johnny Depp goes to, like, the the Bronner Brothers uh, hair show in Atlanta? He would tear... (laughs) up oh my god that would be such a good, it would just be like hair battles that would be great 
It oh sounds like a Medea premise. Uh, you know what? <laughs> like a wacky reboot of Edward Scissorhands. That would be a great SNL sketch. Maybe. I would be into like that. Like Edward Scissorhands at the Bronner Brothers air show. So like good. we've got a new stylist here who's snatching all the trophies. Yeah. <laughs> that would be this wonderful. The Scissorhands. But, you know. See, there should have been black folks up in there. Not according I, listen, to Tim Burton. Well, you know, He's like, we Tim don't Bur- need them. Listen, if they can do a sequel to Alice in Wonderland, they can do it Edward Scissorhands too. Oh, and just sure. give give it a little, you know, you have a little urban flair. Take it down to Hotlanta. I'm I'm real I would I would I would I would pay to see that. Yeah, I would pay to see that too. Um mm-hmm. we would need to recast Johnny Depp, obviously. Well, I don't but think I'm, so. I'm why, would you need to, why would you need to recast why would you need to cast cuz he's too old? He's too old to play Edward. I was gonna say he's too weird, but I guess that's exactly the the point. No, he's perfect. Yeah, even more perfect than before. Hmm. Samuel Jackson is in this, but he is playing the villain. Right, right. Well, I guess someone asked Tim Burton on the red carpet why there wasn't more diversity in his films, and he was basically mm-hmm. like, "We don't need them." He said, "Nowadays, people are talking uh, about it more. Things either call for things or they don't." I remember back when I was a child watching the Brady Bunch, and they started to get all politically correct. Like, okay, let's have an Asian child and a black. I used to get more offended by that than just I grew up watching black exploitation movies, right? And I said, "That's great." I didn't go like, "Okay, there should be more white people in these movies." Oh boy! When will they ever learn? When yeah. will they ever learn? Like, <sighs> don't use black exploitation movies as your example to defend your racism. Right? Don't do that. It, it sort of demonstrates a fundamental misunderstanding of what those movies were. Yeah. Well, I guess Samuel Jackson was also interviewed, and he was like, "Oh, I had to go back in my head and go, how many black characters have been in Tim Burton movies?" And I just may have been the first. I don't know. Or the most <laughs> prominent in that particular way. But it happens the way it happens. Yeah. You know what? <laughs> and he went on to say, I don't think it's any fault of his or method of storytelling. It's just how it played out. Tim's a really great guy. Yeah. And then he went on to probably say, and that check cashed immediately. So Exactly. I <laughs> no problem. I love that. <laughs> Sam no Jackson, problem. unbothered. My unbothered. check clears, okay. I don't have a problem with you. Exactly. Yeah, Tim Burton may think that the only problem with the Brady Bunch is that it wasn't white enough, but my check cleared, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. That's all right. That's yeah. A-OK. Well, I mean, you know, we have come a very, very long way. I was just thinking about it the other day, and, like, remember when, like, the only interracial – there were, like, no interracial couples on television, and there were barely any black characters. But when there was, like, the interracial storyline, it was, like, such a big deal. Remember that? Like, yeah. remember on Saved by the Bell when, like – Zach and Lisa Turtle had like a brief thing going yes. on. Yes, yeah. Had a little bit of a swirl. T- and those were very special episodes. That those were special episodes for me. Or like on nine hundred two one zero, when the 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 one black girl came to town and she was like the heir to I was the. Say she came to town. Pop. I don't remember her being in the mix. No, no, she came to town. Like she was in town. I think she moved in, and then they probably like they they ran her out. But I remember her being like the heir to the microwave popcorn air or something mr popkins or something like that <laughs> that's all we got yeah we've come a long way now we're breaking the internet trying to watch luke cage that's right but t- I, I guess that's just saying but television is far more progressive when it comes to casting and diversity than movies are have you seen uh that new show this is us have you been watching any new shows i haven't but everyone's been talking about this i i, I read that it just got picked up for a full season that makes sense 
And you know what Mandy Moore said? Oh. She said, take that, David. She's like, how you like me now, David? Uh-huh. Love always, Mandy. Uh-huh, that's right. Mm-hmm. Can they? Did you listen to Mandy <laughs> back in the day? I, yeah, I remember that. Mm-hmm. She was yeah. very blonde, super skinny, lots of bubble gum. Yeah, now she's got a curve, and she's got a strawberry bond, blonde bob, right? Okay. Yeah, and a Talbot sweater set. Well, she's counting the, her check too, because now that she's got this season, full season. No, one did check. you happen? Did you happen to watch any of This Is Us? Yeah. Everyone's really enjoying I it. I watched it, well, because you know how I get down on those shows. Like Parenthood went off the air a couple. Seasons I know you ago. like a sensitive family I do drama. <laughs> sensitive family drama. So yeah. I was here, and this show is basically like Parenthood with a twist. Okay, I haven't seen it yet, so I I, I need so to I check it out. Maybe twist. I'll check that out this weekend. Don't don't though yeah don't don't give me the uh don't let the cat out of the bag. Don't Mandy give me Moore's the a Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> that doesn't give too much She's, away. Yeah, all of her dialogue is in Spanish. <laughs> Um, but speaking of diversity, I'm having a very black and white weekend, I should say. Why Yesterday, is that? I had a very black Saturday. Uh, okay. Today is Sunday. I will have a very white Sunday. Okay, so wait. Let's back it up and talk about the black Saturday. What happened? Okay. So yesterday, I went to this, um, this like, event where Talib Kweli was DJing. So oh, it was a okay. very black afternoon day party at uh, the Soap okay. Hotel here in Los Angeles. And it was really cool because they were playing all these like 90s hip hop and R&B jams. It was like 112 right. and Biggie and Faith okay, Evans. So I- it was like the Bad Boy reunion tour. It was just like lit. It was great. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then after. So it was like Afropunk meets LA. Yeah. It okay. was really good. Um, and then after that, I went straight into Furious Thoughts. You know, Kid Fury over at the Reed is on mm-hmm. like a, a stand-up comedy tour, and it came to LA, and it was good. And it oh, was cool! Like really funny and natural. But just being around all of that color was really a nice change of pace. I don't know really mm-hmm. how to say that because we we live in LA and it's very diverse, but even so, like you don't get that kind of saturation of color. Not all at all. No. Not, not in your day to day. And this whole time I was not like, above what? Atlantic Boulevard, you don't. No, you don't. And the whole time yeah. I was like, where are the rest of these people? Like, where are all these people going to be the rest of the week? Where are these people mm-hmm. going to be on Wednesday? Because I never see them. Yeah. Um, then and did I, you scream out in the middle of the crowd, where are you, my people? How <laughs> was that one just losing my mind? Yeah. Show I, yourselves. I just figured that, like, most of them were probably just like me, the one or two black people in their office where they work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they, you know, came together for the weekend on Maybe Saturday. Maybe start Black like a Saturday. meetup or something. You know what? That sounds like a lot of work. <laughs> I well, this is what I think Jada is trying to do. Maybe you should call Jada. Yeah. Maybe there's a timeshare entertainment or something. Maybe they'll give me a pamphlet to Scientology. There's a lot of black people there, I think. So that was my yesterday, and it was great. Today is going to be the polar opposite because I'm going to see Dolly Parton at the Hollywood Bowl. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, like, it's a black and white cookie. All right. Yes, you're giving you you're you're uh, turning both sides of the coin this weekend. Having a culturally balanced weekend. Yes. Okay. I'm yes, just trying can. not to be stank face about it because I, I Dolly Parton to me is fine. I like her fine. Oh, now you know when Jolene's coming on, you're gonna be you know thumping your foot <laughs> and you, you're gonna get your banjo out and you're gonna put your little piece of wheat in your mouth and sang to yeah, it too and be like true. Jolene nah, 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 nah. <laughs> you're gonna be all about that where'd you you're get gonna that tambourine David 
you're gonna get your Oshpot Kosh Bagashes on. Oh my gosh. And you're gonna do a little, you know, hmm. a dolly, you know, a dolly shuffle. You're I'm gonna, gonna try enjoy to give it. it to her. I'm gonna try to yeah. forget. I'm gonna put my memory of the formation tour aside so that I don't show up stank faced <laughs> to Dolly Parton. No, don't do that. It's not fair. But you know, I, you know, Dolly was one of the first divas to kind of showcase all of the looks and the pageantry and the eleganza. So, you know, Bronx. I think Beyonce took a few pages out of Dolly's book, especially in the hair department. Now, come on. <laughs> Sure. Because at least Dolly's hair will be in formation for sure. She's going to be wearing at least two wigs. Yeah. I'll be able to see it from wherever I'm sitting. Definitely. Yeah, definitely. I won't need the screen. She's going to have a snatched waist and a full bosom. Mm-hmm. Classic. And she's like 75. You know we what? Can all learn I am excited Dolly. for this now. Exactly. I'm exactly. ready to go. Get ready. Okay. I I'm glad go. we have this talk. See, I gave you a little Dolly pep talk. Yeah, I needed it. No, no. I don't. I think Dolly delivers. We should. Okay. Have you seen her before? I have. Well, I haven't seen her live. No. Oh, okay. But I was like, maybe we should put um, a visit to Dollywood on our um, on our famous road trip that we're going on. Because sure. aren't we going to? We're going to Essence Fest, of course. Right. We're also going to Burning Man, and then now we can go to Dollywood too. Sure. We can. We just have to make sure that we bring our microphones too to cover all of this when we take the show on the road. Yeah. Burning Man, you said Coachella. We'll just have to hit all the festivals. We'll just have to hit the whole festival circuit. We'll have to find out wherever Lilith Fair is. Yeah. Yeah. Someone call Sean Colvin. Who is that? The Sunny Came Home. Who's that? (laughs) Oh, that song. Well, I don't think of her. I think of like a Sarah McLaughlin when I think of a Lilith Fair. You really, you went to like the... The, the sort of lower ranks of the of the you know the the no limit Lilith Fair soldiers on that I one. think Lilith Fair is all lower ranks. You didn't even say like you didn't even give me Apollo Cole. You gave me who? Shawnee Jenkins. <laughs> I've never heard of this person. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm gonna have to go through Shawnee's discography. Okay. What's her one's name? Just one. It wasn't Shawnee Jenkins. Sean Colvin. <laughs> <laughs> She sang Sunny Came Home, and, and, fun fact, she also sang the theme song to Brooke Shields' sitcom in the 90s, Suddenly Susan. Thank you for that. You're welcome. Well, I'll just put that in my trivia. I told you, I'm having a very white Trivia bank. You've been listening to This Dummy with David Clark and Jacob Jeffries. As always, you can find us on iTunes, SoundCloud, Facebook, and Twitter at This Dummy Tweets. So follow, like, subscribe, and we'll see you next week.